Chris, how are you? Gee, Jesus, Rob. Rob, I'm going to tell you. It's another week. It's another weekly dose. Weekly dose of Rob. Jesus, don't joke. And Chris. Do you know that site that I came across um, something about that wasn't a real human or something? You know, you you go on and you put in, you you just press it and it gives you a picture of somebody who isn't real. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've done the same for voices and I'm desperately searching for your voice on it. It's called This Isn't Rob. But (laughs) whenever you hit it, it gives you a kind of a Canadian twang, but I haven't quite hit it yet. Oh, yeah. That's what it says. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How are you, man? Are you good? Are you, you're surviving? I'm good. My For some reason, my audio has screwed up tonight, so I'm, I'm recording direct to a with the microphones off the Zoom recorder. So we'll see how that goes. But, but Rob, let me tell you this. It's not about being perfect. As I well know, being 52, it's it, where we find ourselves on very strange ground. Mm-hmm. And I personally am happy your your mics have gone down. Why is that? Now you seem now you seem normal. Well, you're, you know you're less <laughs> that Mother Teresa figure. You know you're kind of you're kind of one of the Mother guys. Mother Teresa, again. welcome back, welcome back, Rob. I know Mother Teresa's maybe not the best analogy. In fair, Buddha. Better I went too. Yeah, but I went I went Better. too high. But I went too high with that. Dalai Lama. I find it Dalai Lama. So, did you hear about Iceland and Australia? I don't, Rob, let me stop you. I'm going to say what you're going to say. Have I heard the news? Because I know you, you. I know how much you love me about Iceland and Australia. Am I right? Good. There's an echo. That's good. <laughs> it's like, well, can I be Brian Ferry? Who would you want to be? You can be Sting. Uh, hell no. No. Long. I'll be Iggy Pop. <laughs> Iggy, Iggy Pop. Spelt with two P's. Yep. Yeah. Iggy Pop. P-P-O-P. P-P-O-P. That could be, that could, if, that, if, we could, if we had names, that would, you could be called. P-P-O-P. It's kind of Star Wars-y. Kind, yeah. of, kind of old man smelly trousers. It's got lots of things going on. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. Guys yes. have gone back to work. Crews have uh, crews in the movie industry have gone back to work in Australia, yeah, and Iceland. And Iceland. Yeah. yeah, I don't see it happening. And a few other places. So you were saying South Africa, South Africa as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a few, yeah. there's a few places looking at it. I think that, it, I think it will definitely. Well, I think it has to happen. I know for a fact there's people losing millions of pounds every second. Um, yeah. And there's, I think one of the problems is insurance. From what I can gather from speaking to directors and stuff, that there's 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 issues around lots of different stuff. In Australia, interestingly, they've put everybody in quarantine. Yeah. Um, so took over a town, right? Took over a town. Very yeah. very cruised, isn't it? Mm. It's been done. It's been it's been <laughs> yeah. done before. Speedburg. I don't want to surprise anybody there, but but nice move. I imagine that they've been on the ball. That's been that's been, you know, they've been losing dosh, and they've decided it's probably. I don't know how it works pay wise. Um, there's probably some agreement that they're getting a, a bit more per dems and stuff, but um, Iceland they're wearing uh, they're wearing armbands. Yeah, oh, I like yeah. That. I don't know what we do here. Rob. What do we do here? But armbands or wristbands? Hopefully, just wristbands, not armbands. Armbands can be a little creepy. They can be. Well, they can be creepy, can't they? <laughs> yeah, if you got a big 
red or oh, purple yeah, band yeah, up yeah. on your bicep. We don't want that. And I don't really, well, no. I, I do have one bicep, which is strange. I don't know why that is. Um, but the, uh, the, bicep, the bicep thing. You're overworking it. I'm overworking it, yeah. It's lifting cameras and the system. Um, in many, Just keep telling yourself in, that. In many areas. Um, the, uh, the, uh, um, yeah, it's great. Yeah, probably it's wristband. Over here, interestingly, um, I was uh, there's a really, really lovely guy, a really good friend called Connor Robin, who's sort of a, a kind of a green action um, on Facebook uh, mm-hmm. for the industry to try and come up with ideas about how we can make things uh, greener um, with regards to mm-hmm. transport and, and a, a whole gamut of stuff. It's a good idea. Yeah. It's lovely. Well, you know, you know, everything from well, you think in this the COVID stuff. You know, if you're getting your um, if you're if you're getting your uh, you know things handed to you from wherever on set, whether it be water or anything else, you know, there's going to be concerns about who's doing the, the touching. So there's loads, loads of stuff. But I don't see how, I don't see how it's going to happen here in the meantime. I don't know. I haven't heard any, any definite dates, but it's, it's mm-hmm. nonetheless good news. And we know that the film industry takes stuff seriously. Um, I did hear an interesting thing that they said that if somebody does fall ill, um, that you know, with regards to furlough, and that, that they should be put off with full pay, you know, for the duration of the film. So I don't know. I don't know. There's loads of complications. Wow. Wow. That could get really expensive. That could get you could get a sore throat automatically. Um, well, if you got if you ended up with a whole department, Jesus, yeah, going down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the camera department goes down. Uh, oh, jeez. Well, I've got my iPhone, Rob. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry too much about all that sort of stuff. You know. <sighs> yeah. New, new iPhone. I could just. Could record DOP. I mean, I've never really thought that that move. There you go. It's probably not. There's your move. calling, Rob. It's a great story. Was that my story or your story? That was yours. That's yours. You give up? I'll me? give you mine. I'll give you my first story. Go. My first story is a Sony story. Oh. Sony is giving giving their pro support members. Yeah. A free six months additional on top of their coverage, their annual coverage. So they get six months free. But the thing is... Oh, oh, here we go, catch. It's only for North America. And you know why that is? You made me sport me wine. Um, Because Trump has threatened to to do something bad uh, to Japan if they don't do it. Yeah. (laughs) No. Because... In the EU, you don't pay for Sony Pro support. It's free. So in North America, you have to pay for your Sony Pro support. Over here in the EU, it comes free. As long as you have the yeah, requirements, yeah, yeah. as long as you have the right equipment and everything, yeah, and you're a professional yeah. and you can prove it and all that kind of stuff, but why, why, it's free. Why do you have to pay? Over there? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Do they do they not know? Is it sort of has Europe been? Have we all been putting our hands over our homework and not letting on to the Americans? No, no. I think they know it too. And I, you know, there's been little little articles here and there on the internet about mm. about this stuff. So, mm. but uh, there's no reasoning behind it that I okay. that I've actually found. Well, maybe, maybe so. That's they, my first story. But maybe they just want to pay. Maybe they're just charitable, good citizens. Yeah, you, know, you think or not? Mm, maybe, maybe not. You're scared to get into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> what are you wearing, Rob? By the way, I just want you to know this is concerning. 
Uh, I've got on my painting smock today. Shut up. Did you say the word smock? Yeah, what do you call it? No, I think smocks is love. No, I'm not mocking. I'm actually trying to buy myself a, a kind of um, a sailing smock. Um, I just went down to the place down on, what is it, uh, Church Lane? Yeah. Secondhand clothing store down there. Oh, did you get one in there? Yeah, I just got like an old 70s Wrangler button-up shirt. It's great. It's just a little bit oversized, and it works great as a painting smock. Let's see. That's nice. Yep. Yeah, my my. I'm just. You know, I I always. I'm always surprised by how beautiful you look. Your hair is always kind of fine condition. <laughs> I don't have hair for a start. You're always condition. Great. I don't condition my hair, dude. You've talked with this wrong. I don't don't have any listen, time to do that I stuff. I don't even have time to shower. Don't try and be cool, Rob. We all know you've got product in there. Okay. <laughs> I can smell them if we meet. <laughs> <laughs> thanks chris thanks for that you're very welcome but if you do so, on a good on a good note i have a friend called aiden who's an amazing hairdresser if you ever do want a wee bit of um a wee bit of something we would advise but you can maybe bring him in that's a great dude, idea i just wash and go you just there's no time to mess around futz no, around really. with other stuff just whatever tony grab tony, a bar tony. of soap rub, tony. rub it through your hair Tony Timothy, you'll get a dry scalp. You won't be laughing then. That's what happened to me. I said, great. Well, that's why you only shower once a month. Me? Not even. (laughs) Not even, Rob. If it was once a month, I'd I'd have to pay more money. (laughs) Rob Stewart, somebody told me Rob Stewart only showers once once a decade. That could be be wrong. That is a fallacy. Do you think so? Yep. You know, I saw him in the Odyssey. It was absolutely incredible. And I had a massive argument with the lady behind me because my wife and I were snogging in front of her and she said it was inappropriate. And I thought, are you going to snog to anybody? Right in the middle of sailing. What? In a concert? Yeah. Absolutely. Of course, that's what it's for. I almost had a light bulb on my head doing that. She, she went Jeez. crazy. She moved. She ended up moving. She was quite, she was quite yeah. fierce. She had tattoos. She yeah. scared me. Here's, I stood my here's some money. Take a cab. I stood my ground. Move. It was just after I saw Michael. Or not Michael Jackson. God save that. I'm George Michael. George Michael. George Michael. Oh, jeez. Do you know the concert only lasted 15 minutes? Do you know why? Mm. Well, I'm going to tell you why. Because I went to the bar to get a glass of wine for Leah and I. And it turned out that one of, one of my students was behind the bar as a barman. I asked for a glass of wine. He gave me two pints of wine. And uh, we drank it really quickly through straws. And we were wondering why he only sang two songs. <laughs> that's, a, that's not to do with photography. That's just to do with that. <laughs> that's your third story. <laughs> that's my third story. Kids, if you're out there... Um, a give people um, pints of wine because it really cheers up, but it also hurt. <laughs> Drinking pints of wine well, through a straw. Well, every day I felt guilty. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. That's a terrible thing. Who your bartender? No, the bartender still George, Ma- George, George Michael. George Michael. Oh, okay. dresses we What's your next story, Chris? Well, I'm going to surprise you by saying that I've got one story. Okay, but don't. Don't, I, I know where you're looking right now. You're probably looking over to the left or the right. As you do, maybe up or down, something. Or rolling your eyes. My story is a kind of a story that leads into a couple of stories. And it's not a story. It is a story. Mm-hmm. It is a story. You know, you know what I'm good. You know what I'm like with the news. I kind of bend it a wee tiny bit. And what am I doing, Rob? What did you What did you say to me? You don't read stuff off the, off the mark. Why? Because you don't have to. Because you're bright. Bright, you have a good memory. Right? You have long hair. <laughs> And you're not fat. All the stuff that we keep reminding each other about. 
Yeah, I'm a little fat. But I couldn't write it in my moleskin book because the writing is too small. And if I did it big, I'd move into starting to use pages that I need for project stuff. Okay, so I'm just reading it off the screen. But what I did do was put it into notes. Um, this will be a disaster, by the way, because this is, this is totally new to me. But I'm going to go for it anyway. Okay. Um, go for it. Here we go. Okay. Um, Oliver Shannon. Shannon? I think I've got that maybe quite close to being correct. This could be a first. I, re- I did I kind of repeat that a bit myself. Um, now, we know um, Broomberg and Shannon, maybe, because they... Well, we do know them because they're famous, but the, we, I, we know them because they did... Um, they came to Belfast Exposed and went through the... This isn't the story, but they went through Belfast Exposed and went through the, the archive and did a, a, a photo book, or a book, photo book. Um, uh, people in trouble, laughing, pushed to the ground. What's the name of it? Pink, you've seen it, pink, and everything's just, it's lovely. Go and look at it anyway. I'll put a link to it, it's fantastic. But anyway, British Journal of Photography, I'm going to do this properly because if I move something, I'll not get back to it. Um, the title is Oliver Sharon's New Installation. Inspired by Amazon's distribution centers. Are you hooked? Are you in oh, there? Yeah. What do you think of that? Do you think what do you think you're going to get with that, Rob? With that, with that. If you didn't see anything, what do you think you're getting? Some sort of mechanical. Are you getting portraits? Hmm. Hmm. It's hard to know, isn't it? But let me tell you yeah. what it is. Okay. So he was asked by the South, South San Francisco Museum of Modern Art. Mm-hmm. Um, he was set up to go and do. Um, uh, take photographs all over the UK, okay. And then what happens? Big, big gig. That's a good gig to get. What happens? COVID happened, so he couldn't do it. Okay, she- I wouldn't say shell, but it's definitely put into somewhere. Well, no, it's not shell because the project is now this. I think um, from reading mm-hmm. this. Okay, so he. Uh, Decided to. Now I'll read this. I will I'll re- read this a wee tiny bit because if I don't read it, I'll get it wrong, and then people will shout at me. Okay. 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 He was posed to embark on a photographic survey of Britain. Okay, for the south. The south so I keep saying south. San Francisco Museum of Modern Art. Um. Uh, but then he found himself confined to his apartment, um, and the artist turned his lens to his partner Fiona Jane Burgess. Oh, where's this going? I hear you ask. Now, why am I excited about this, Rob? <laughs> why? Because it's fucking brilliant, is why. It's not very often I'm captivated by something, but this is a story that just led me um, for the past week. And the reason why it's only one thing I've got is because it kind of sends a couple of different areas that I think if you're reading this story, you ought to hit links and kind of go on. A, it's not an adventure. We all kind of know what the crack is. I'll explain that in a second. But it's um, it's a story that kind of leads into other stories and then takes you back on a bit of a historical journey through photography and then a wee bit of investigating. You find there's things that you thought about photographs that you knew that you actually, you're kind of like, crackhead. Mm-hmm. I didn't realise. Anyway, I'll not, I'll not go on too much. But basically he took August Sanders' Citizens of the 20th Century as a start point. Okay. And... Um, August Sanders, as we maybe know, um, uh, didn't complete uh, the work, but there are 640, I think it is, images, okay, that he did complete. And one of those images, okay, is the painter's wife, okay. So this painter's wife, okay, is, it says Froy Ablen, but it does say her name somewhere, but we'll call her Froy, okay, but it's Peter Ablen's wife, taken in the 1920s, mm-hmm. and it's her 
standing as a new woman. Okay, so um, the new woman of Weimar. So it's kind of she's standing with slick back hair, short hair. Um, she's wearing a white tunic and a white pair of trousers. Shoes are kind of feminine, but everything else is really kind of hard to, to say what 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 gender she is. She's got yeah. a, a, she's got a cigarette, a shorts uh, gripped firmly between her clenched teeth, um, and a, 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 a nice. stri- strike of matches, um, and she's ready to to, to to light this up. Okay, um, it's one of my favorite photographs. It always has been. She, they look. She, they look incredible. Okay, so I always took that at face value that it was you know he was documenting you know aspects of Germany, and this was a new a new woman. You know something because of the musician munitions factories and all the stuff that happened during the war. The women kind of moved into a new role. Loads of people were unhappy with, uncomfortable with. Okay, so that's kind of the starting point. That's the conversation we have um, in the British Journal of Photography. Mm-hmm. So whenever you look at that, that sounds all kind of okay. So we realise he's going to do an extended portrait of um, Shannon and is going to do an extended portrait portrait of his wife. Okay, the two kids live in London. So he's up in the mornings taking stuff while the kids get up between sunrise and the kids waiting in at 68 or something. And then he in the evening. So the photographs in the morning look different to the photographs in the evening, obviously, because there's flash in the evening. It's slightly harder. And you can see in the photographs, and they talk about this, where her form changes. It's slightly more animalistic. Okay, The morning stuff is sunlight. It's kind of golden or it's kind of, there's a softer, more appealing area going on. So it's a really nice interview um, talking to... Um, to uh, Shannon's wife and himself about this. This isn't, we haven't mentioned Amazon yet, so I'll be really quick. But I started getting into it, and I was like, God, I'm really fascinated about this 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 uh, August Sanders picture of the painter's wife. And a wee bit of digging, and I found mm-hmm. out that, that actually his his the the painter or the the painter's wife, the, the Freud Abner, who was in it. Her daughter has had said that actually the the picture isn't really depicting um, a sort of reality in a sense that he um, dressed the wife, he did the hair, he dressed her, he sculpted the whole thing. So yeah. So you think that there's something new going on, but actually there's probably not. I mean, this was a step away from what August Sanders was doing. He was documenting kind of women in the you know at home and, and the, the femininity and all the stuff that was kind of entrenched in, in feminine values at the time. So this photograph stands out from his works. It's always really interesting, but then you find it's actually maybe not what it seems to be. Okay, hmm. so it was directed by um, the husband. That made me think then about Shannon's work. Obviously. It's a he's not directing his wife, to, you know, within the totality of the, of, of the image, but it makes you think them. And if you're looking at the images, it makes you read them slightly differently. Whether and that probably isn't the intention, or maybe it is. But I'll be quick. The Amazon th- thing is really interesting because what they have is, um, uh, and I'll read it here. Okay. Oh, but there's a there's 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 a beautiful quote in it. Hugh Hefner ran his Playboy Empire from his bedroom in what the writer Tom Wolfe described as a prison. That was soft as the heart of an artichoke. Now we are all <laughs> incarcerated in the heart of an artichoke. Isn't that fucking beautiful? Isn't that we're all we're all in prison and we're soft the soft incarceration. I always said about the elderly old people so that's kinda of, that kind of that that's beautiful. Okay, but the Amazon thing is essentially how it's gonna it's do with the exhibition itself. So they have um uh, mediated by the apparatus, my photographs are no longer just images on um, to reflect on um, and experience, but rather a means of gathering behavioural data. Okay, so mm-hmm. it depends how long people look at stuff. 
okay? How to look at it, what they look at and everything else. They're, they built this uh, kind of technology um, and it's by a really cool group called, I'm really bad at this, N-E-U-E, New Farben, okay, or Farben. They're uh, German guys, Hamburg in Germany, and they're, they're working with them. Um, but essentially, it all it's all to do with how long you look at an image and what you look at. Um, so some of the work will never be seen, or seen maybe for yeah. very little. So the more common, the more popular pieces, this thing will, will gauge and put stuff up. So it's really it's kind of a uh, kind of machine man, machine mind sort of stuff. I love it. I, I love it. I love it. I love everything about it. I love the way it's cool. written. Yeah. And it's written by, I, I can never say this guy's name because I'm stupid, um, by, uh, oh no, sorry, guy, it's a girl. I always get this wrong. I'm sorry. Um, by Hannah Abelhirsch. I know. Rob, don't laugh. I've got, sorry, it's just... uh, I've got issues. So the description will be, the link will be in the description below. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've read an age of 12. Did I ever tell you that? No. no. What? I've read an age of 12. <laughs> I really do. Stop boasting. I know. Stop showing off. In my family, that probably could be a, that could be a, a success. People may be jealous of me. So there you go. That's mine. I'm going to put up about four links, three or four links with that. Put the new favorite carbon guys. Great. I'm going to Great. put. Yeah, I'll put all of them. We're on that. Link, link it all together. I've, definitely. I've, definitely. I've went, I've went. I've went too far there, haven't I? If you want to put a little description with those links, just so that oh, you know mm. you can describe which it, each link is going to be. I definitely will. It's a journey through history and through time. And from, from imagine going from August Sander to um, a really beautiful kind of forward-thinking, futuristic um, data collection. And then that brings us into something else I'll talk about next week, which is is the um, how we're being monitored by the government. Um, and for but it, It's very interesting from a photographer's point of view. I went, I hope this light looks nice because I feel very animated. And not only that, are you drinking or you're drinking Absolutely. Tequila. Yeah, I've got um, cheap cider and expensive wine. Who'd have thought? <laughs> you're chasing? Well, not yet, but I will be in about 15. <laughs> I'm chasing. So you got, the, you, got, you got the good cider and the cheap wine and no, it's chasing the, the, it's the wine good, with the cider? It's, it's a good cider and the cheap wine. Well, cheap, you know, I wouldn't say it was cheap. It is cheap wine, but it's very, very, it's Irish, Irish. No, it's Irish ciders. You've confused Irish me, wine? Jeez, don't go for the Irish wine. No. Irish wine and French cider? Cider, oh. or even worse, Italian cider. Italian, yeah. Breton cider's not good. I have a friend from Hong Kong, from, from France. I, I'm going to send him links, but if he, if he heard you distant the French and you'd fly by. Too many people died in Hong Kong over the whole coronavirus. Many people died yeah. in Hong Kong. Many. Don't know. Four. Wow. It's Four. Nuts. Four. My story. Yeah is a really fun and easy one for everybody to participate in. Oh, please let it be pin the tail on the donkey. Please let it be pin the tail on the donkey. You're, it's damn close to that, actually. It's <laughs> damn close. It's camera obscura. Love it. Love it. People are turning their homes into camera obscuras. Wonderful idea. Bringing yep. the outside in. Bringing it's, the it's outside great. in. Yeah, yeah. So basically, for anybody that doesn't know, Camera Obscura is a box with a tiny hole at one end. Mm -hmm. And from that tiny hole projects the outside into the box to the opposite wall where you would usually have a light 
sheet of paper or film or photosensitive something to record. Oh, to record it. But when you when you're doing it inside a room, mm-hmm. what you can do is you can hide on the on the one side of the wall where the hole is, yeah. and look back at the wall where it's being projected on, and take a photograph of it with a camera. Okay. So this you're kind of cheating. Instead of using film or paper, you're actually recording it via another camera. So you're taking a photograph of of your yeah. And I tell you, dude. <laughs> we're running out of time but i've got so many stories about doing camera obscuras wow. in hotel rooms in las vegas <laughs> well, well. Like, they're so censored i couldn't even i well, couldn't even repeat half of them well, but you well, get I, the idea listen i read it you know i find you attractive i don't need to think about what's going on there oh this, dude the stories oh my god I just see Iggy Pop sweating like a pig with wads of money. And the best way for people out there who want to try this, okay? So obviously you need to totally black out your room. And it's best if you do it on a sunny day because you need as much light outside as possible and the least amount of light inside as possible. And what you're going to do is you... Oh, hold on one second. Oh, that, that was our timer. So what you're going to do is dark inside, bright outside curtains are, are drawn. You're going to create a very tiny, tiny, tiny hole in the curtain and you're going to make it bigger. Yeah. Or you're going to make a a hole that's maybe a couple inches and you're going to make it smaller to the point that it starts to sharpen up. Focus. Yes. Is, is, is the room to be as dark as a Tory's heart? Oh. <laughs> Don't you know it. Gee, that is dark. But I'm telling you, you can have you can have so much fun with it. Rob, and it's really just something to try. How many seconds have I got to reply to this? One or two? Uh, two. Right, I'm going to tell you this. This morning I woke up, right? This is I, I believe in the, the unconscious bowl of human thought. Okay, I swear to God I do. So I think whenever so many people think of something, that it ha- something happens and other people start thinking about it. I was lying in my bed just here. I could turn the camera around, but it's messy. And I yeah. thought about turning my bedroom for the kids into a camera obscura. Do you know why I didn't do it? Why is that? Because my room is shit on this side. It's a big, heavy dressing room, <laughs> so it's crap. I thought I couldn't. Laziness, Rob. Laziness. But I tell you, like, I traveled so much in the 90s, almost every hotel room I was ever in, I always turned into, into a camera obscura. Yeah, did you do, did you do shadow puppetry? Um, I bet you did. You were naked. You were a dog. You were, you were a, listen to the dogs. You told them that story. I've, wo- I've, I've woken up the, the demons in Rob's All right, dude. Rob. I'm going to have to go because these guys are... Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're understanding what's going on. All right, man. They're scared. We'll do this again next week. Please, Rob. Can we do it on Thursday next week? You stop arsing around, cut me off. Yeah, we'll do it on Thursday. Okay. All right, Chris. Okay, Bubbles. Take it easy. Thanks again. Have a good weekend. Bye.